Hello, everybody. Dr. Lonnie Stewart here from the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. Are you a physical therapy student about to start studying for the National Physical Therapy Examination? Or maybe you're a professor, a program director, or a clinical instructor who teaches DPT students preparing for the NPTE? Either way, we would recommend checking out our sponsor, NPTE Final Frontier, and the community they've built around preparing for and succeeding on the NPTE. That exam and the preparation that goes along with it can be long, tedious, difficult, and stress-inducing, but it doesn't have to be. NPTE Final Frontier has the tactics and resources to help address all of the usual barriers. They even have scholarships to help with NPTE study courses, FSBPT registration fees, and even research opportunities. And if that's not enough, they're even donating to the very first annual HET Podcast Scholarship to be awarded at the end of every year. Go to NPTEFF.com for all of the details and use code HET for 10% off all purchases. Links to both the NPTE Final Frontier and their scholarship options are available in the show notes. And now, let's get ready to learn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. F. Scott Field. And it is that time of year again. It is the special episode that we do annually at this point, which I'm excited to say. Uh, CSM is right around the corner, and that means it's time to consider volunteering. PT in the community, we have with us today Dr. Patrick Burner. Patrick, how the heck are you, man? I'm good, F. Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Uh, it's always great to talk about PT in the community and see what it's become. So uh, let's do this. Let's go back to the origin story. Let's talk about how this whole thing started. I mean, every time I reflect back on it, and I've, I've told this story so many times, it's always a great origin story. Back CSM New Orleans, right? Uh, 2018, myself, you, and, and Jerry Durham, right? Kind of found ourselves at that chili cook-off at a local school. We had a lot of fun, right? You're in New Orleans, so the food's good, chili's good, good drinks, Zydeco music, and a real good vibe. And that's kind of when that idea sparked of, why are we not doing more things like this? Uh, why are we not engaging with the local communities? You know, you think of CSM bringing, you know, 17,000 people to a city. All you really do is benefit the hospitality industry, right? You're at the hotels, you're at the bars, you're at the restaurants, but you're not really impacting the locals that live there, except for making their commute probably a, a bit of a hassle. Right. But that's what that's where that idea sparked. So it you know it kind of was trying to figure out a way that we could give back. Back then, and when we started doing things the next year in, in 2019 in DC, it was all grassroots, uh, where we were just running kind of a GoFundMe page, trying to put together some items, some care packages that we handed out. And then over the years, things have just kind of uh, progressed where we've become really real strategic in, in forming our local partnerships and securing sponsors. You know, last year, well, year before last now, right, that our grassroots initiatives kind of transitioned into um, more of a formal operation where we now sit uh, underneath the, the larger umbrella of the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy, so AOPT was kind enough to to collaborate with us and form a 501c3 nonprofit. So that's how we operate now as an entity and organization. And that's what we had done for San Diego last year uh, for CSM. You know, our mission is to, to impact the local uh, underserved and disadvantaged populations that we visit uh, for physical therapy conferences. 
our bread and butter has always been CSM. You know, the hope in the future is to expand to other type of annual meetings. But right now we feel comfortable uh, in dealing with just kind of this one annual event. Previously for uh, San Diego, for CSM 2023, we raised just over 26,000 that we reallocated to, to 10, of our local uh, 10 of our local partnerships uh, in a variety of ways. And again, those, those populations and those communities are across the spectrum. It's not just, it's not just people experiencing homelessness. It's, it's a lot. I had a blast, man. Every time I've I've participated in this and, and and just a seeing what you've done with it, right? You've grown this thing to just a massive, massive undertaking now, and I love it. I love seeing the impact that that you've had. You've really taken this ball and run with it, man. And every year I've been, every year that I've participated, I have had a blast, man. Whether it's like you know putting together the care packages or you know attending one of the uh, exercise sessions for you know one of the homes or whatever, like. It's just been a ton of fun, man. And everybody that participates, everybody that volunteers is just such good people. And they're some of my my closest friends that I've stuck you know, with and kept in contact with for years now, right? So like, it's a good group of people doing good work in a community that we fly into for a long week and then head out, right? Like, you know, it's it it was just that we flew in for the the weekend, we stayed in the in the hotel in the conference center, attended some sessions, and then left. Now we're going, leaving an impact, and the hope is that st- some of the stuff we're doing, they're able to carry forward too in the community and keep up and running, so that you know that that impact stays with us, right? And that impact is is you know felt for years to come. Yeah, absolutely, and that's one of the things that we as a group now we're trying to figure out. And, and that's always been one of my end goals is how do we create something that has sustainability? We don't want something that seems like a one-off where, you know, you donate money, you donate resources, you volunteer for a day and that's it, right? That's not what we're trying to go for. We're trying to go for sustainability. So when we create these local partnerships, it's, it's a local partnership between PT and the community and those local organizations, but then it's also trying to find out in what we're trying to facilitate is there another local partner that we can connect them with, right? And in many instances, is it is there a local uh, DPT program that we can connect them with? So that if we go in and we do health screens um, or we do some type of event or we go to the schools and talk to, to unrepresented uh, populations of students, you know, is there a program or another local entity that can keep doing those things once we leave? Can we create those relationships initially, provide some resources to kick things off, and that, again, that messaging and, and that touch point has continued way beyond CSM. That's always been the goal. You know, we've had success for San Diego in that one of our local partnerships was the, the San Diego district of CPTA, so the, the California chapter. And that district and its members has already gone back to some of those organizations and revisited and done things for them. So uh, kind of a small example, but again, sustainability is is certainly something we're striving for. Yeah, I mean, just maintaining the partnerships now in the community, right? It, it literally turned from like a bunch of people visiting, you know, that city to now like, oh, there was already some stuff in place in the city. We just had to connect the dots. And now they've got that, you know, continuing partnership and relationship, which I love. You mentioned a couple of things. You kind of alluded to some of the thoughts for, for the future here, but like, you know, let's talk a little bit about this year's CSM, right? And and what opportunities people have up in the in the city of Boston uh, if they want to get involved and they want to volunteer and help out PT in the community. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's a decent amount of stuff going on this year. Uh, our local partnerships, I think we're up to eight. 
One of those local partnerships that we've been working very closely with, of course, is APTA Massachusetts and uh, their leadership and, and really the amazing support that they've provided us along the way in, in trying to create these local relationships and, again, foster some of that sustainability. So, you know, outside of them, it's it's really seven other local organizations or local initiatives that we're striving for. So uh, one thing that's happening on Wednesday, uh, which is a pre-con day, uh, but it's also Valentine's Day. What we're doing is we're going to a senior center and doing a, a health and fall screening event. And for us, when we had um, come across this this local contact, you know, you think of a senior center that I think this facility has got about uh, 50 or 60 residents in it. You know, they were like, we're going to be holding a Valentine's Day party. And we were like, well, it makes sense that if people are coming together anyway, what's not, let's try and just make it a big event where, yeah. you know, we're, we're, um, fostering food and in, in, in community, but also providing some of the screening stuff. So Wednesday morning, uh, 8.30 to 12, we've got fall and, and health screening going on there. So we'll be taking vitals, uh, you know, heart rate, blood pressure, pulse ox, and then looking at uh, doing fall screening using the, the steady protocol uh, is, is what they're going to be using there. So they'll be there all morning on Wednesday. And now for a quick shout out to our newest sponsor, Varela Financial. If you're a physical therapist and you have student loan debt, you got to talk to these guys. What makes them unique is that they view financial planning like running hurdles on a track. And for PTs, the first hurdle many of us run into is student loan debt. Varela Financial will help you get over that hurdle. They not only take the time to explain to you which plans you individually qualify for and how those plans work, but they also take the time to show you what your individual case looks like mapped out within each option. So if you're looking for help on your student loan debt or any area of personal finances, we recommend working with them. I use Varela Financial personally, and they were able to help me lower my student loan repayment from about $1,800 a month down to about $135 per month simply by finding the right repayment plan that best fit me, my family, and our life goals. You can check them out at varelafinancial.com. Link is in the show notes if you need it for reference, and tell them the HET podcast crew sent you. And now back to the show. So that's one of the the partnerships. Uh, the other one is with St. Francis, uh, which is a, a shelter that serves all populations. Uh, we've got Thursday and Friday, some opportunities to volunteer and, and serve breakfast in the morning. Uh, we've purchased a lot of winter clothing for them because obviously it's going to be really cold in Boston. Yep. Uh, but we've bought a lot of winter clo clothing, including a lot of ski jackets, so some big heavy stuff for them. Another interesting thing we're doing for St. Francis is Friday morning, and this is at 7 a.m., somewhere in the convention center. I've not been given the room number yet, but we'll be putting together PBJ sandwiches, putting together about 200 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that morning, and we'll get it over to the shelter Friday, and that's what they'll use as a food option uh, for breakfast at 9 a.m. that day. So we'll be doing that for St. Francis. Uh, women's lunch plate is another one that we've had um, some really good communication with. And for them, we've got some breakfast serving opportunities as well. Uh, we'll be putting together care packages for them. Uh, so we're set to put together, I think it's about 200 care packages. Uh, so general hygiene items and another assortment, uh, a variety of things in those care packages. Uh, we'll be putting those together on site at the convention center uh, on Thursday. And, and that's going to be running from uh, 1030 to 12 on Thursday. Um, and that's in room 159. And, and I've got something you can send out to go with this that gives detailed information. But 
Thursday, we'll be putting together care packages. Uh, we're running a blood drive on Thursday and Friday. Uh, that's going to be running from 10 a.m. to 3.30. Uh, the blood mobile for Massachusetts General Hospital is going to be parked outside where the hotel shuttles are going to be picking up and, and dropping people off. Uh, they've got sign-up links for that to schedule an appointment time to donate blood, but certainly walk on, uh, walk-ins are welcome. Right now, we're currently working with the, the Boston public school system uh, and trying to get into a couple schools and in front of kids and, and have that conversation about their profession. You know, specifically like in the past, trying to target those youth that are a part of a population that's underrepresented within our profession, right? So trying to get um, more front-facing uh, for that. So some of those details are still in the works. And then the last thing that we're doing, which is is certainly uh, very unique to this year, and the first time that we've done anything like this, is partnering with an organization or, or really partnering with a, a population of people experiencing uh, substance abuse. Right. So during our community needs assessment of Boston, there was a population that we identified a significant need to to intervene or provide resources and assistance uh, for. We've uh, partnered with an organization that actually trains individuals in how to train others in the administration of Narcan. Mm. Uh, so it's it's a national organization called Overdose Lifeline. Uh, but what we've done is we've funded uh, eight APTA Massachusetts members, I think we've got six clinicians and two students, to really be ambassadors for the state chapter. And we wow. funded their training in, in the training program. You know, they've agreed that past CSM, they're going to be going out into their own communities and training other clinicians and students and how to administer Narcan. The other thing we're doing in connection with that is in the expo hall on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, during unopposed hours, we'll be running uh, these quick pop-up 15-minute Narcan trainings where we'll be teaching people how to administer uh, Narcan and, and, of course, encouraging that every clinician carries Narcan within their first aid kit because you never know when you're going to come across uh, someone suffering from something. Uh, and then we'll be doing kind of a, a raffle of sorts where we've got a ton of, of doses of nasal Narcan, so the sprays. That anyone that comes and does the course uh, will kind of be putting a raffle for that and we'll, we'll have some doses to kind of give out, to kind of, again, initiate that conversation and, and the thought that, you know, PTs should and, and need to be more aware of that population, especially if you think of the opioid crisis and yeah. how we in our profession are connected to this um, in an unfortunate way. Uh, so again, something new that we're doing this year, but something I could foresee continuing into the future because I just think it. Yeah an amazing initiative that was brought forward. Yeah, for sure. Especially, you know, if you're doing a needs assessment and it's coming up as a big need, well, let's address it then, right? Let's do something about it. I love that. You, you know, you, you touched on it a little bit here, but like, tell us a little bit about the future of PT in the community. Where do you see this going? What do you see for us, uh, you know, years from now down the line? What are you thinking? One of the big goals is is trying to get more organized um, and, and trying to drive that sustainability. So, you know, we as an organization uh, appointed a new director of sustainability. Uh, so Dr. Todd Davenport, who's out of California, is going to serve in that role over the next three years to try and help us create more of a standardized structure to what we do and help us identify measurable components along the way. Um, so what we're trying to build is more of that process. And, and we know that that process includes performing a community needs assessment, yeah. right? What's the true need of the, of the people that live here? 
and what need is not being filled. So that's where we want to be. You know, our emphasis has always been trying to serve those populations that typically go unnoticed or unserved. Yeah. Um, when we partner with local organizations, it's usually the smaller organizations that don't get, you know, big federal funding or big state funding. It's it's those that are doing work uh, in the trenches and, and are unknown uh, for their work. So trying to standardize our process so that that process can then be replicated to other meetings across the country, right? So that it's not just CSM, so that when it comes to PPS, right, the private practice annual meeting, or it comes to the annual pediatric meeting, or uh, even thinking about APTA's Leadership Congress, wherever physical therapists are coming together, and that includes state chapter meetings as well, you know, whenever those physical therapists are coming together, um, can PT in the community uh, be used as a vehicle to fundraise and reallocate resources and, and try and drive something sustainable in local communities. The, the long-term vision yeah. is, is to have something that can be replicated. What, what we're striving for is to try and get something, a well-oiled machine by 2026 in Anaheim. And, and that's because as things currently sit, CSM is scheduled to be in Anaheim again in 2029. So if we can go in with a standardized process and measurable components in 26, really create some, some decent local partnerships and relationships that, that foster for sustainability. When we go back and, and reevaluate for 29, are things still occurring, right? Did we yeah. make a difference? Is that impact still, still there? Are yeah. those relationships still there? So I sense a research project in the mix. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's why we—that's why I brought on, you know, Dr. Davenport to kind of look at some of that stuff. But it's gonna hopefully consist of data points that other people can get involved and look at. You know, it's—it's it's a population health, a community health health initiative. So yeah, definitely something to to study in the future. That's kind of the long term. Like, just kind of see what happens. Yeah. Really, I'm uh just kind of going along for the ride, to be honest. <laughs> Well, you're doing a great job driving that ship, man. Uh, Patrick, absolute pleasure catching up with you, man. Like I said, I really love to see what you've done with this, and and I enjoy it every year. So hopefully uh, other people will get involved. Uh, where can people you know, reach out to you, or uh, is there a website that you can give them to go check out to sign up for volunteer opportunities or just get involved or check out the, uh, the hashtag PT in the community if uh, they have further questions or want to see what we're up to? Yeah, so ptinthecommunity.org. Uh, we'll bring you to our main site. What you'll quickly notice is we live within AOPT's web uh, design, uh, but ptinthecommunity.org will bring you to our main page. Uh, from there, you can toggle to the history page. You can toggle to last year's recap. Uh, but most importantly for Boston, uh, I would suggest toggling into the 2024 page where you'll see a detailed list of all the initiatives that are ongoing um, at the top, there'll be a link where you can access the one-page PDF document that has our full schedule of events Wednesday through Saturday. Uh, Sign-up links are active and clickable within that. And then my other ask, if, if able, you know, when you're on that main page is, is to donate to the initiative. Uh, no matter how small the donation, everything adds up uh, so that we can really start to reallocate and support even more when we're there. You know, that's typically what happens for our our sponsors kind of fund. And this year we were grateful enough to, to hit up to 15 uh, kind of major name sponsors. That funnels a bulk of the work that we do, 
but from really here until CSM, these last three weeks, it's the individual donations that will start to drive more of what we do on site. Because I learned that once I'm in Boston and once you start having these in-person conversations, you start to learn about other organizations that I wish I had known of yeah. before. And it's nice to be able to just day of on the spot, be able to go and provide some support and add to our list of events and initiatives. Yeah. And then hashtag PT in the community is is probably the best thing to follow. More active on on X, I guess is what I'm supposed to call it, or Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but likely we'll start to be really pushing out stuff through Facebook and Instagram as well. Certainly as we get closer to CSM, some events like the putting together PB&J sandwiches, since the room number is not announced yet, that kind of real-time information will yeah. be released via that hashtag. Uh, so it's nice to follow that for updates. Awesome. We'll put all those links in the show notes so everybody can get there easily. Uh, Patrick Berner, thank you so much for not only taking your time to do this, but also everything you do for PT in the community, man. Like I said, you're uh, you're a hero of mine. So keep up the good work. Yeah, Scott, I appreciate it. And be on the lookout too. We'll have new t-shirts um, for Boston. This is this is the San Diego t-shirt. Love um, it. Love it. But we've we've got another local Boston artist that that put something together that we're working on too. And I'm, I'm striving for long sleeve shirts because obviously it's going to be cold. So yeah, yeah. Uh, be on the lookout for that and appreciate it. Awesome, man. Well, like I said, I'll see you up there in Boston. Sounds good. Hello, everybody. Dr. F. Scott Field here, and we don't do this nearly enough. Uh, I wanted to thank you as an audience for being here, for listening to the shows. Without you guys, we wouldn't have anybody to geek out with uh, over education and learning and teaching and educating. So thank you for, for being here, for being you know faithful listeners over the years. Uh, also, if possible, we'd love to ask a favor. We don't do this often, but if you could leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. It helps boost our rankings and our algorithm and really just helps get this message out to more people out there in healthcare education who, who may need you know some of the episodes and the experts that we interview. So if you could, like I said, leave a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate it. And we will see you on the next show.